You're listening to the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpott, providing you inspiration, information, knowledge, and motivation to help you on your soul's path. Covering topics related to health and happiness from the mystical to the metaphysical and everything in between. Making the unknown known. Now let's join the podcast to discover today's topic. And we are recording. Hello, Lisa. How are you? I am great. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm doing super fantastic. And I'm really excited to have you on the show today because I'm really interested in angels. I think everybody is in general. Um, Doing my research on angels, I realized that angels kind of transcend basically most religions. Doesn't matter, you know, who you are or like what type of religion you follow, angels kind of fall into all the categories. And even if you don't believe in a lot of the crazy metaphysical stuff that I talk about on the show, most people I've talked to believe in angels. What is your opinion on that? I love angels. I find they're the best non-denominational angelic representation out there. There are so many people that I've talked to of all different faiths or of no faith. And they all have an angelic story or an angelic presence. So there seems to be a common thread of angelic belief or angelic energy that everybody does believe in angels. Yeah, so I agree with you 100%. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing because the fact that, you know, so many people around the world, doesn't again, it doesn't matter what religion you're based on. Somebody's either had an experience or they just believe in angels or they know that there's angels around them, even though they can't physically see them. They just kind of known. It's like, I know my angels around me. I know that. I hear that all the time. Oh, my angels did that. My angels did that. It's constantly all the time. And I love it. So I am very happy to have you on here because from what I hear from everybody else tells me, you're kind of like the quintessential angel lady. And you have a ton of stories and thought of a ton of information about angels. And um, my curiosity is, Suze, when did you have your first contact with the angels? Okay, so very interesting. When I was um, 19 years old, I was driving a small car and I was was crossing the highway. So it was like... um, uh, T intersection. As I was crossing the highway, I got hit on the driver's side by a full-size van. Okay. When I woke up, I was actually in the passenger side, and all I can remember is somebody was wiping off glass off my face, but I saw all I could see was white shimmery light, and it was a male voice dominantly male and it said Lisa you're going to be okay and then the next thing I remember is I hear the sirens in the distance of the fire department now that was my first revelation now this wasn't to come to fruition like I wasn't going to remember that for a long time until I was doing I started doing um, massage energy work and I opened up my first spot the holiday Inn in Brampton years ago and I was 27 years old and I was doing a client and unfortunately this client had been in a very traumatic motorcycle accident so he had pins and needles and all this type of thing in his body so and he was in a lot of pain and so when I went to do his treatment his massage um he was in so much pain that I was feeling the pain and I, I was doing his treatment and I thought that I'm out of my league. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I can do this. And I just put my head down over him and uh, he didn't see that because he was, he was on the table and I prayed. I said, okay, 
God, angels, I need some help down here. I need some divine intervention, if you wouldn't mind. And right then and there, that's when I saw the same white light. No way. Yeah, it, it, it was magnificent. And it, it was a little overwhelming for me too, because I didn't realize what was all happening, but I was just grateful. Then the next day he had left and he said he felt great. And then the next day I got this urgent phone call from him, not a text, urgent phone call. Yeah. And he's like, Lisa, um, I need to talk to you. Well, in my mind, I was like, I just opened my business. I thought, oh, oh, I did something wrong, right? Yeah, of he goes, no, I need to see you. And I was like, okay. He goes, I need to know exactly what you did to me. And I was like, lots of other things were going in my mind, like, oh, no. So he, and this man had the stature of uh, Earl Jones. Like he has that very strong demeanor. Presence. Yeah. And uh, he was actually a famous writer. And so when I met him at the door of my business, and his name is John Ishmael, and he actually wrote a book called The Black Bug. Um, anyway, so he's very dominant. And I, this is like my very first business. And uh, he said, Very little intimidating. Oh, it was very intimidating. I was shrinking. I was shrinking yeah. violet. I was shrinking and shrinking. And I said to him, he goes, I need to know exactly what you did. And he walked with a cane as well. And I was like, um, I don't know. I just did what you usually do when you have pain. And I was trying to work everything. He goes, no, Lisa, you did something different. He goes, I've had pain for 10 years. And today I don't have any pain. And I had to take a very deep breath at this time because I didn't know how professional that was to say, John. So finally I just did. And I, I stepped into my faith and I just said, John, all I did different is I prayed over you. I just asked the angels and God to help me with your treatment. I said, because I just realized you were in a lot of pain. And he goes, that's great. Can you do that every time? Because I haven't got any pain. And I was like, whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> that was my first. Um, and, and that's when I started realizing about the angelic energy. Um, so when I would do my treatments, I would always call on the angels, especially if I had a a very tough case and the funny thing I was thinking about this today it that's usually when they would kind of signal to me they were like okay you've done your best can you maybe call us in now and I'm yeah. like oh yeah you want to help me this is great so you know uh two hands are better than one right so exactly a little angelic presence so and it's kind of uh, magnified over the years because I've been doing these treatments for over 25 years and many people um when I work with angels, they feel like when I call them in, I, I just recently had a client in and her mom had passed away and uh, I was working with her and she had quite a lot of sorrow. And I just put my hands and I asked the angels, I always start with Archangel Michael. I said, Archangel okay. Michael, can you come in and, and help do this treatment for the person and give them peace? Like I'm always looking for peace and pain relief, right? Course, and yeah. as soon as I, as soon as I did that, she said, Lisa, I, I'm, I hear flutters. Why am I hearing flutters? And, and, I, and I have this sense of white light and I, I'm feeling very peaceful. And these are people who aren't, these are just average everyday people who aren't into the spiritual aspect of this. But they all, and then I have a lot of clients after I work on them, especially if have gone through some type of turmoil. Um, they'll, they'll let me know that that night that they went to sleep, that they felt like they had an angelic presence visit them. Wow. But the number one thing is they feel like they're out of pain. Which is um, important. What, yeah. One of my favorite stories and very overwhelming story um, is 
I was working at a client. She um, she was having really severe lung distress, right? So much so I asked her if she would like to go to the hospital. I said, you know, perhaps you should go to the hospital, right? She goes, I've been to the hospital, Lisa, you know, but she was she was not well at all. And while I was treating her, I had her partner in the room with us, her friend, and I had my mom who was working with us and we were doing uh, massage and reflexology. Um, anyway, when we put my mom put her head down to pray and I put my head down to pray and we were praying over her and all of a sudden you heard this, these wings like this vibration almost like the helicopter so loud and you heard a thump in the treatment room. Oh, wow. And yeah, and, and so much so that the client put her head up on the bed and said, what is that? What is it? I said, I think it's an angel. Just put your head down. Put your head down. And uh, her partner, who was in the room as well, she heard it. Like, heard it so her eyes opened up. But the whole bed was vibrating. And it was Archangel wow. Michael. And, and that's all I could see was this. And it was a very magnanimous energy like huge energy. And the thing that I liked about it, not only was this lady getting healed, that everybody recognized it. Now I heard the vibration of the wings. My mom heard the vibration and we saw, and my client on the bed, not only felt the vibration, heard the wings and saw, but the other client that was in the room, her partner only heard the thud. Just a thud. Oh yeah, it, it, it was well. Now, the other thing about this is that I haven't always like woke up and said, okay, today I'm going to pray to angels. That's not how it worked at all. It was only when I was like in treatment and it was like having like, oh, okay, I need some help. And that was the trigger. I was, I was thinking about that. That is how I have been triggered to work with the angels. And somebody said to me, well, how long have you been doing that? And I was like, oh my goodness, it's been 25 years. And it's just like second nature. I just, I call on them. Now I had another really interesting experience. Um, and all of these experiences, I have a very logical mind. So when they're happening, I'm like, my mind is going, what is going on? And then my other mind's like, well, no, this is normal. And I'm like, okay. Um, I was in Hawaii on a retreat. And we had taken some women to go on a Reiki retreat. And it was absolutely beautiful. And we were in this church in Kauai. And I was there with a group of people. And we're all sitting there. And the church has been established since the 1800s. Anyway, so we go in and, and we were, it's a missionary church. And we go in and we're sitting in the pews. And we're all, we're all kind of scattered out. And we're all in our own moment. We're all having our own moment, our sacred moment. And we're sitting there. And everybody's kind of sitting, praying or looking around. And I closed my eyes and I said, thank you. I was all about gratitude. Thank you. This is a gorgeous place. Thank you for that. And then I was like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? I think we all have those epiphic moments. Like, is yes. this where I'm supposed yes. to be right now? Is this where you want me? All of a sudden I closed my eyes and I was in deep prayer. And all of a sudden, I just heard this, like a bell ringing. And I looked up and there was a ginormous angel there. Yep. Like an absolute, the biggest angel I've ever seen. This angel was like a giant. I, I, and I'm like this, right? Because I'm like, okay. And the angel talked to me, which was fascinating. And I had never, I've never prayed to this angel. And it was Archangel Haniel. And I was like, hi. <laughs> and, like, who are you? I'm like, what, is there something you need? And anyway, and the angel was just saying, you are exactly where you're supposed to be 
you know, we, you know, just keep moving forward. And, and that kind of stayed with me. Like that was a very big meeting, right? But, and here sure. again, I, I didn't pray for a specific angel. A lot of people talk to me, well, which angel should I pray to? And I say, I just call on the angels. I mean, there are lots of different angels. There's as many angels in the universe as there are stars in the sky. Okay. So I usually just say, can I have the angels help me? And so I've been contacted by different ones. So that, that really stayed with me because um, I, I find that. And so I often will call on that angel um, to help me with, with different issues, especially if I feel like, I'm not going in the right direction. I'm kind of like, am I in the right direction? Can you give me a little bit of sign? Mm -hmm. um, when I first started, um, when I wanted to start, I started writing an angelic journal, if you will. Okay. And so one of my intentions as well as saying gratitude and grace every morning is I, I would start this journal and I would say, okay, angels, is there something that you want me to do? And one day I was working at my clinic in, uh, when I was in Bell Fountain, I had a clinic in Bell Fountain. Now this is fascinating. So I'm working at my clinic. I had written that in my journal as clear as day. And uh, I had three clients booked. All of a sudden the phone rang, all three of those clients canceled, which is a very, it was a rarity. It wasn't a yeah, bad day, it was odd. a beautiful sunny day. And I was like, hmm, what's going to happen here? All of a sudden I heard the voice say, go outside. As I walked outside of the spa, there was a young fella. He was probably 16 years old and he was on a bicycle and he had just dropped his bike and he was standing there and he had um, a school uniform on. And I'm like, hi, how you doing? And he's like, I'm not doing very well today. And I said, uh-huh, okay. I said, well, what, what can I listen for you? Do you wanna tell me what's going on? And he had come, he had driven on his bicycle out of fight with his mom in the morning and bicycled all the way from Mississauga, all the way to the small town. So that was oh. probably about 30 or so kilometers, right? It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a bike ride. I know. And he was just, he was just exhausted. And I said, I think you better come in with me and let's call your mom. So he brought his bicycle into the shop and we called his mom. I said, now tell your mom that you're fine. And then I got on the phone. I said, hi, I'm Lisa. And I just want to let you know, your son's here. He's safe. And if you want to come pick him up, you're more than welcome to. And it, and it just, it always happens that kind of a way. It's not like I plan on anything. It just is like, as you would say, divine intervention. Yeah. That, that <laughs> here, I hear stories like that all the time. And it's, I always get chills from it. And you hear that divine intervention, like how they can orchestrate something like that. Like it could change all your clients. They can remove obstacles just to make sure that you're at the right spot to make sure that you help an individual out. And it's so amazing when you hear those stories, it's like, you know, of course they made sure your, your, your clients got canceled. You had to be there at the right time. They made you kind of go outside and there was, there's this child that was in distress and it was like, that's what it was supposed to be. You were supposed to meant to be at that particular spot. And I love hearing stories like that all the time. Yeah, it, it is. And, and I always think back on these different stories because I'm so privileged to work with people. So I get to hear all their stories. And people will say, Lisa, I have a story for you. And they'll say, do you think I'm crazy? And I'll say, no, I don't think you're crazy. I said, as a matter of fact, I have a story for you. So we, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's amazing. I think angels are here to assist us. They're divine angelic light. They're here to help us 
through whatever adversity that we have. I have, um, I have another, well, I have quite a few angel stories, but. Sure, uh, let's go. Well, I have, a, I have another one. I was on my way. And this is how I got to work with different ones, right? So it wasn't like I signed up for them. They just showed up. So the one time I was supposed to give a, a lecture and I was driving and I wasn't well. I was not well at all. I, I was not feeling good. I actually pulled over in my car and because uh, I was about an hour away from where the lecture was. And it was a workshop about angels and wellness and so and people were coming to film and I was like oh I can't let everybody down I can't do this but I was not healthy so I, I pulled over in my car and I put my head down and I prayed I said okay angels like really I, I can't get through this I need I need some help so and then I said and then I said okay can you please send me an angel to help me get through this and all of a sudden I, I heard Archangel Raphael and I saw this green light come through me, who's actually the angel of wellness and healing. And uh, I, I have no idea how I stood up that day. I still don't know. I have no idea. And everyone kept saying to me, oh, it was like you were glowing today. And I was like, if only you really you knew. knew. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, 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 and, and so that's what, in my time of adversities, like whether I'm healing somebody or whether... Uh, I have to go to the conference or they ask me to do something. I think, you know, that's how my connection has continued over the years. No, and a lot of people amazing. ask me, how do they connect with angels? So if we, if we wanted to connect to an angel, all you have to do is ask, right? You okay. don't have to be of any faith. You don't have to be of anything. Just ask. You can just ask for guidance and they will come. Okay. Now that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, because I know a lot of people, you know, these are, so how do I communicate with an angel? Do I need to have a, a specific, specific mantra or do I call on the archangels or angels in general? Like, um, do I call on one for healing? Do I, you know, call on one for financing, you know, all these different things, or just call on the angels just for assistance in general. Like, what is your take on that? Okay. So for myself and my experience, I've just called on the angels and they've kind of said, well, we have one for that job. We'll just send that one right down there for you. Okay. And, and that's, and that's what it's happened. But many times like um, at Christmas time in our prayer group, um, we had um, three people who were crossing over. Um, they were in palliative care and they weren't doing very well. And so their families had reached out to us as a group. And actually I just looked up, uh, Uriel I was like okay so that's the angel that helps them cross over transition yeah and, yeah transition and so I had everybody in the group and I sent them all this Uriel prayer I said okay so this is the angel we're going to work with as well as Raphael I said but I really had this feeling that I was supposed to work with Uriel like I really felt it um, and so everybody in this group it, it was actually beautiful because it happened three times just at Christmas time and you know how emotional that is the holidays of course yeah of course. um and everybody said, everybody in that group, the people passed over and their family said there was such change in them, like they weren't afraid. And everybody in the group that was doing the distance healing and the praying, they all saw angels. They all saw them. Wow. And we weren't in communication. Like we were all doing it together as a group, but they said they all saw the white light. One saw the mother coming, the, the mom for the son. Yeah. And we did it three times. I, I thought that was very interesting because last Christmas or last holiday season last year, it was more people falling on the ice. 
I would get lots of prayer requests. We have so-and-so fell on the ice. It has a severe concussion. They're not doing well. Lots of prayer. This year, it was lots of transitioning. Oh, yeah. So, that, But it, I think it's beautiful when you have a group and everybody can feel the connection. Yeah, that group right? energy. It, it's amazing when you get that. To, I mean, as an individual, that's a, it's great work when you can do it. But when you get, you know, it's like, more people on the same level, you know, consciously sending that intent out there to help heal. And then just brings in more energy. It's so powerful. It, like group healing is so, so powerful. Yeah, it, it, it's phenomenal. We actually did a group healing last night and um, every, and it was like connecting with the angels and it was to heal thyself. Right. I mean, everybody is having, you know, the COVID burnout. Yes. So everybody wants to connect and everybody wants to make sure that they're in alignment and we had two new people join our group yesterday and they really felt it. They were like, they were like, what was that? Yeah. What, <laughs> and, kind, of, what kind of crazy stuff are you doing here? Yeah. What are we doing? And we're not together. We're all doing a distance and they really felt it. It was a mother and a daughter and she was, woo, I saw like colors everywhere. And so I, I thought that was great. But the, th the most healing thing about that is everybody felt better after we had done the treatment. Yeah. And, and that's amazing. And as a matter of fact, I have a prayer request right now. So I thought we would teach everybody on your podcast how to All talk right. to angels today. Perfect. That so, sounds uh, fantastic. Yeah. So I have a young lady. Her name is, I'm just going to double check her name, is Jada Rose Jenner. And uh, she is in Sick Kids right now. And she has, um, she's been fighting a battle with cancer for the last four years okay. and right now she de desperately needs our healing and she needs our prayers um she's going to be 17 very soon but we really need to concentrate on her lungs because that's where the cancer is resting right now okay. and we need to give her some peace because she is going through a really hard time so i thought if we could take your audience and everybody just close their eyes put your hands together in prayer position and we just call on all the angels to help heal Rose, Jada, Jenner, and ask for healing and divine light to touch her and to heal her so that she may feel much better. Now I'm going to call in Archangel. So I'm getting a message from Archangel Raphael. So I'm going to call in Archangel Raphael, and if everybody wants to talk to him, if they feel comfortable, I'm going to call in Archangel Raphael to surround Jada with healing energy to help heal her lungs. And we're also going to say a prayer for all of the staff and all of the other children at Sick Kids Hospital. Our prayers and our love and our positive energy is with them all. And then I just say, thank you, angels. Thank you for this healing. Thank you for allowing us to participate. And thank you for your divine energy. Thank you. you. And some people like to say amen or like some people like to say namaste. So it's all, it's very individual. It's always yeah. up to you. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Jada, if you get a chance, you're listening to this, this was send out for you. Um, I'm definitely, uh, I can actually sense her energy. You know, I can yes. feel her energy. Is she in St. Mike's 
Is it St. Mike's the no, chocolate she, She's actually at Sick Kids. Sick Kids. Okay. Yeah, she's like Sick Kids, but she is a very outgoing, robust young lady, and she's been fighting this. So yeah. I just got a prayer request for her last night. So she's been really in my mind. Of and course. Archangel Raphael is like, yes. So if we all focus on sending positive energy and healing to Jada, because she has another um, struggle ahead of her. So we want to just make it easy and, you know, divine intervention. Yeah, I, I definitely, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what happens if you get a yes. phone call and just to see what happens. Yes. I, that's the, that's the great thing about this is when you, you kind of, you get that confirmation, like from a, yes. you know, from the parent to say, you know, you know, I don't know what you did that day, but she, she had so much more energy. She had a smile on her face because, you know, that's one thing about cancer treatments. Uh, I used to work, uh, at a, I should say I volunteered at a, a cancer support center and that cancer is, that's a shit disease. Like, I mean, especially when you're young too, as well, and they're so full of life and you just see them how it just drains them. So I really appreciate you uh, doing that. Um, I know she does too, as well and her family. So yeah, just send a little uh, extra energy for those who are listening. Just kind of give a little extra shout out to Jada there. Um, send some extra love there. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about, as far as the kind of differentiating between the angelic realm and ascended masters, how did you know they were angelic beings versus like I say, like an ascended master that maybe came to help you during your healing? Okay, so that's a great question. Um, so I've had an, I've had an ascended master come, which okay. is which is a whole other. Uh, it's a different type of energy. I find with the angels are like, "Hi, I'm I'm here," and they make a big. It's a big um, energetic shift, like a huge energetic shift, especially okay. with Archangel Michael, and Archangel Metatron. Um, so what happened with Archangel Metatron? That was a very interesting story because I didn't call on him either specifically by name I didn't even he wasn't even in my radar and then um, I was working at my clinic and then all my clients at the end of every client when I put my hands over them just to give them positive energy for the day everyone kept saying they started to see these symbols like the purple symbols and I'm like oh really I said yeah I see I, I'm seeing the angels and the angelic light yeah but I am seeing all these symbols right and uh and I'm like, isn't that interesting? But it happened for about three months straight. Everyone, and it was getting more intense and more intense. And finally, I said, okay, I got to figure out what's going on with these symbols. And so I looked it up. I said, okay, symbols, angels. And it came up, oh, Metatron. And I'm like, ah, so Metatron was trying to communicate with us. Okay. And when I was doing my Reiki treatments and stuff, like attunements, he was coming through for all my attunements. So I find angelic energy is very, very present and and very almost electrifying so that's okay. why i find it and it's it's an overwhelming sense um it's funny i've read many many texts and people will say that it's like a, an overwhelming sense that comes over you now with an angelic master that's not how it's almost like a teacher it's like hi i'm here to assist you okay. uh, i had the pleasure of working with uh, kuan yin okay uh, which was was a wonderful um experience as well but in my logical mind this this first of all this Chinese dragon showed up and I was like first I was like why is there a Chinese dragon I'm Scottish and Irish shouldn't be there an Irish dragon like in my mind I'm like of course why 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 would 
kind of shocked. Like, it's my, it's, I'm always shocked about the synopsis in my brain trying to make logical sense. Of course, that's just, no that's sense. just human. That's just like, what's going on? And um, so Kuan Yin showed up and she always shows up as a dragon first and then she turns around and she's this beautiful, and it, it's a beautiful presence, but it's not the same as I find with the angels. It's not like, I don't find it overwhelming. I'm almost oh, so. in, it's, a, it's almost like a teaching moment. They're like, hi, we're giving you a teaching moment right now. I do feel their compassion and I, I feel overwhelmed at times. Yeah, it's but, that love, but it's a, it's a lighter feeling, right? It's a little more ethereal versus yeah, kind of they, like, boom, like here we yeah, are, we're like, angels. Yeah. That's exactly it. The angels are like, boom. And the other ones are more ethereal. And they're almost like, I'm here to teach you something. Yeah. And, and I'm always like, it's acknowledgement. And then I'm, and it's almost like another tool. It's like, oh, okay, so you're working with me, you're working through me. And, and that's how I find that their presence shows up. Yeah, it's fascinating to me how it works. Um, the same with uh, Mother Mary, her presence I find is a little bit different than the angels very compassionate whenever she shows up I'm crying the clients are crying right. everybody's crying and and uh and and it's a it's a, it's a beautiful sense and also there's this smell of roses oh, wow. whenever she shows up it's like this amazing smell and I'm just like it's funny I always like to talk to nuns whenever I meet a nun or a spiritual person I'm like because I always say so why why did you choose this path Right. And they'll say, well, and a lot of the time it's been an intuitive instinct. They've had, they've had a spiritual experience and then they went to the nunnery. And I okay. said, so, we, and I always ask them, is that, do you think, do you think today in today's world with all of this, you know, spirituality um, exploration, do you think you would have gone to the nunnery? Would you have become a nun? And they say, some of them have said no. I, I don't think so, Lisa. And other than said, has told me that, yes, absolutely, they were still serving God, right? Okay, wow. In their, in their mindset. So I'm always very attracted to that, that mindset, right? That mindset, like what was their true calling? What, what made them make the decision to kind of, you know, give their whole life over to the service of God in, in their way? Because it's just, it's all about the service. Mm -hmm. So it's very profound. Like, what are the, some of the, the stories you've heard about, you know, they, are they seeing angels that appear to them? Do they talk about that or they kind of keep that in the back burner? You I, know, I so, think you know. a lot of them keep it in the back burner, but it was, it was significant enough for them to change their life. Yeah. And uh, they're quite pious, but okay. they, they give you that smile. Like when my book comes out, <laughs> you can read it. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. It's like, well, we'll let you know, you know, what's going on. Yeah, because it's always so fascinating. You know, uh, I, you know, I hear so many stories where people say they think they've had an encounter with an angel, but they're not sure. How do you how do you tell people when they say, like, I think I may have an angel visit me or, you know, I, I may have some angel interventions. How do you kind of confirm with people that they've actually had that experience and maybe they're not going batshit crazy? Yes. How do I discern? I, I, yeah. I take I help them discern. So I always say to them, so, okay, so how did you feel? What, what, what are some of the stories? Like I had a client tell me that she was driving in a really bad snowstorm and she looked over and there was, she saw like a white angel sitting beside her and she was like, ah, but she was also like, but then I felt very, very calm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's a sense of calm 
that comes okay. over people. And one of the other things is the asking. If you ask, you shall receive. I know, I know that sounds funny, but if you ask, they will come. They will intervene, right? It's also like okay. sending up a positive vibration. It will come back to you. Um, and I, I just asked them, I said, so after this experience, what what has changed? I always, I'm always about, so do you feel better? Do you feel worse? Like what what's happening after that? And they always say they have an innate sense of calm and peace yeah and i said well that's great yeah yeah especially in the, depending of, of the situation yeah and a lot of people who have had um you know have trauma workers right like who are the police you know the nurses the doctors a lot of them have lots of stories about different things that have happened with them like while they're in surgery or you know, while they're treating a patient. A lot of um, people who work in the hospice, um, the, the nurses will tell you that when someone's passing away, there's this calm that comes over and that it's almost like light fills the room Yeah. when the person is leaving. Yeah, so no, it, amazing stories. Yeah, it's always so interesting. I mean, I heard another story, I was doing some research and they, they were... Um, they were doing a study on angels and they, there was a story where how every time a child is born into the earth, the angels sing. And they were these, I forget who was actually doing the study, but they were looking at that and they asked the nurses that worked in the uh, in delivery rooms, if they heard music when the child was born. And a lot of the nurses, they would say almost about 85% of the nurses would hear some type of music. They couldn't figure out what it was, but some of them were just kind of new. But every time the child, they just knew that that's the angels were singing because it was the first chance that they say that it's a divine soul coming down to to bring the divine energy into the earth is through the uh, through the newborn. That is absolutely beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that, that that's amazing. I love it. That's 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 so heartwarming, right? Yeah, it, it is because you think about it, each each soul is you know part of the divine and we're just bringing that energy in it. And it's a chance for every time a child is born, it's a new chance to to bring divinity into the earth and uh, given the right tools and the right uh, guidance and stuff like that. It's amazing what a what one individual child can do to uh, to enlighten Absolutely. to enlighten and, and uh, heal the earth. So that being said, I wanted to ask you about um, children and angels. Children kind of have this veil that's just not there. It's a little bit thinner than the rest of us. And we all kind of know that. Do you have a lot of um, parents come up to you and ask you about, you know, my, my kid is seeing angels or my kids are seeing this. Do you have any advice for parents whose kids may be kind of opened up and really psychic and seeing angels? Actually, I have a lot of parents that come to me and say, actually, I just had a client last week, her two-year-old. She's like, Lisa, every time I go in the room, she's like up there talking to somebody. She's talking to somebody. And she goes in and she found, she in that particular instance, she found a feather. So she's like, where did this feather come from? And it, it, of course, it's very alarming for parents. Sure. But a lot of the time I tell them they're just, they're sensitive souls. They, exactly what you said. It's just like they're brand new souls. Their eyes are opening right? But right now they're aware of so much more than we are. And that just to be very gentle and, and nurture that relationship as opposed to be aggressive towards it, right? Because they're just children. They're just learning. We're all learning. And there's so much that we can learn from our children. 
Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, they just, they're the, again, they, they're in between that state where they're still, they still fully haven't encapsulated into the human existence. So they have one foot in the divine still and one foot kind of in there. So they can kind of bridge that gap. It's a little bit easier for them to kind of flow off until, you know, as we get older and, you know, our parents and everybody else in society kind of throws all these limitations on us. And next, you know, we, that kind of, kind of closes off. And then, you know, 30 years later, you're, you're finally kind of going, Oh, I think I needed a try to go back and try to reconnect there or 40 years or 50 years, depending on who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I had one client come in and she's very in tune. So she goes, how do, how can I figure out what she's seeing? And I said, well, why don't you take a, a children's book with angels on it or have her draw what, you know, you start drawing. And she said, she had this little book of angels and she said, kept pointing. That's what I see. That's what I see, mommy. That's what I see. Very wow. interesting. Yeah. I had, uh, I have a daughter and she's absolutely amazing. And when she was in great, she had her first angelic experience. She went on the grade eight trip to um, Quebec and they went to St. Anne de Beaupre. And when she was there, they all had their iPhones at that time, right? So she was taking pictures. Everybody was taking the same pictures, right? And uh, she felt like a very angelic presence. And she, she looked up and the statue of St. Anne was completely glowing and on fire. And the angel was talking to her and she was like looking around going, uh-oh, something's going on, right? And so as soon as she got off the bus from the Quebec trip, I guess she goes, mom, very serious. I have to talk to you. I'm like, okay, honey, let's, let's have a, let's have a conversation. Let's have a chat. But on her phone, all the pictures are there and they're all lit up. So you have the picture of St. Anne de Beaupre and it's all in the glowing light. Wow. It, yeah. And we still have it. And I, you know, she's, she's older now. She's almost finished her degree at university. And I always say, so are we going to publish that someday just to show people? And she goes, yeah, yeah. We're going to do that when I'm ready, mom. But, you know, we're just going to yeah. keep it under wraps right now. But it was a very divining moment for her because she's, first she said to me, I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> and then she was like, I'm just being honest. She was like, you know, mom, because, you know, it's one thing when you talk about it, but until I feel it myself and see it, she goes, but now I have visual proof. Confirmation. Yeah. Like, yeah. so mom, mom isn't crazy. You know, that's the yeah. nice thing. It's because, yeah. so it's, you know, as they go as kids, like they probably, she probably had experiences, didn't really realize it. Mom's doing all this crazy stuff with angels. She's healing people and doing all this great stuff. And, and it's like angels is like, you know, the topic of conversation, it's just so normal. And yes. she grew up with it. But then, you know, as kids get older, they're like, oh, geez, mom. Like, okay, again, more angels. And yeah. then finally she has that experience and it's like, okay, crap. I guess mom was right. You know, yeah. there are angels out there. So that's always yeah. brilliant because, you know, it's always those deep skeptics that once they had that experience, they can kind of go, yeah, I guess my grandmother wasn't crazy when she said about angels and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And, and it was very... Um... But, but I think that's the maturity level. And I was thinking if she's comprehended that at in grade eight, how far will she come? Right. Because I didn't really have my, I had my very first experience when I was 19, but it took me till 27 years old to have that self realization that I could actually harness the angelic presence of the angel for healing. Yeah. And if she's harnessing it at, already in grade eight right and i know there's young i've met some really 
wonderful young children who are already there. Like you yeah. can just see they're, they're vibrating at a different energy, you know, and I think they are here to help heal the planet and heal others. Yeah, that is so true. Like I've met, because of this podcast, I've met so many amazing, and a lot of young people too as well, I've had on my podcast, and they're all going through in some type of health practice, or, you know, whether it's naturopathic, acupuncture, TCM, and all that good stuff. And their gifts are just off the chart, like talk about psychic abilities, crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. And like, they're, they're, it's like they can see through the veil, like it was nothing. But there's not a lot yeah. of people out there guiding them right now. I mean, they're kind of going that direction, but it's really interesting how they, they're so open to talk about it. It's like, oh, thank God I can talk about this stuff because they can't talk about within that structure of that academic structure. You know, it's not part of the curriculum. You know, you don't go to university and go, oh, I'll take uh, Angels 101. <laughs> no, it's I'll take not. that as an elective. Yeah. <laughs> no. and, and exactly. It, it, it's so true. I think though, there's a lot of... Um, people doing mindfulness now. So I think the door is opening up, like you can go get a degree in mindfulness. I've actually yeah. met a few um, people who are nurses at the nursing home. And a lot of them have taken, some of them have taken the mindfulness course. And I oh, find that very interesting, right? Uh, you know, meditation is, you know, is the gateway. Yes, right? of course. That is the gateway. It's like opening up. It's like calming ourselves so that we can feel our senses and rely on what we're picking up. Like, because it's biofeedback, right? Like we're getting the energy. We just have to assimilate it and put it back there. I just finished teaching a course on the weekend. And that's my number one thing that I love to do. I always tell people, you already have these tools. Also, just to, just to interrupt you, what's your course you were teaching? Oh, I was teaching Reiki first degree. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I was teaching that. And my favorite thing to do with my students is to get them feeling the energy. And all it really is, is getting them to be mindful of what they're feeling, seeing, hearing, and picking up. And they're just, and all of them are like, wow. But, and uh, it's like the first time they're realizing that they've already had these skills. Yeah, it's just, it's just opening up. It's like, you know, it, once you have that experience, that tactile experience, now you can, it's lodged in the, in the old uh, gray matter in there. And it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, this, I didn't know that, but now it's like, and, and it gets so excited when you see that you probably with your students, you just kind of get the light bulbs, their eyes light up and it's like, oh my God, oh my God, I just felt this. This is amazing. This is so yeah. cool. And then it's yeah. always been there. And now they just have that awareness. So that being said, with all the angels and work that you do, are they, are they giving you any downloads or uh, some information, especially with now there's a lot of, we're kind of going through this weird turmoil state where there's a lot of energy shifting in the planets and, and there's a lot of craziness happening, obviously with COVID and all the other stuff. Have they been giving you messages that you can kind of relate to or basically give to the audience and people around you, maybe a little bit of inspiration? Well, what I keep getting from them, and this is why they're really predominant right now, is that, you know, you got to have a little faith. They're here. We're not, we are moving forward. They're always going to be here. It's just a transition. But the world has gone through many, many transitions. And, and to have faith. It's like, just ask for assistance and they will be there to lift you. That is yeah. the message I've been getting over and over and over since this, this all happened. There are regular people out there that are going for cancer treatments. There are regular pe people who are going, you know, they're fighting depression. These are 
this is already, and then we have the COVID on top of it. So the idea yeah. is that each person is to try and lift other people up yeah. and ask for healing. If you ask, it will be granted to you. Yeah, that's, a, that's such a powerful thing. Faith, uh, that's one thing I'm trying to rediscover right now is my own faith. I've, I've waxed and waned on my faith, and there are times where I've been so, so far from it. it like, it just, when I was in my muck, when I was in my shit, yeah. And life sucked and uh, I didn't know how to figure out, like there were parts of me that knew that there's just like a little, little spark in there that just said, you got to have faith. And I, and I, again, I struggle with that. I know a lot of people are out there, but it's such a powerful message. You've just got to have faith. And, you know, I always say, if you have faith in the divine, the divine will look for you. And that is a powerful thing. When that just, when the touch of divine just hits you, that just little instant, that's all it needs is that something, something so small, like it just change your whole world. It's amazing that that faith can really change things. So which is really powerful. But that being said, you know what? We're almost out of time, Lisa. Okay. Can you believe that how fast this went? I, I was like, no, I'm looking at the really clock fast. and it, it went so fast. So yeah. Lisa, if people are looking to uh, uh, find your services on the World Wide Web, where can they find you? And can you maybe tell all the great services that you provide? Okay, so uh, I have a clinic in Erin, Ontario, and you can find us at the spot, hotmail.com. You can just send me an email. We have our Instagram and we have a website as well. And I do a variety of different types of treatments. So we have our regular spa type of okay. treatments and we have our holistic treatments. So we do Reiki, massage, reflexology. I teach different courses, which I do post. So all you have to do is send me an email. You can send it to spotbellfountain at hotmail.com and I'll be sure to reply and send you my upcoming courses. Right now, especially with uh, the COVID, it's kind of like you're doing, you're balancing. There's lots of different types of balancing going on. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what, okay, so we're closed this week, but we're open this week. So anyway, and we're doing, I do lots of distance healing and I have a lot of prayer groups going. So if you have a prayer request, please feel free to send that to me and we'll We'll put it in our prayer group. Perfect. Yeah, that was one of the things I was going to ask you about. So uh, I know we did uh, that prayer um, request just earlier on the show. So if somebody's looking to have a prayer request, so they can just reach out to you at your email yeah, and uh, just send it out there and uh, as part of your group, which is so powerful. I so commend you on that. It's such a powerful thing. And if they want to join in, is it is it an open form? If, if Yeah, uh, absolutely. We'll just let them know when we're praying. What Generally what I do is I send out because – everybody's having their own struggles right now. So a lot of people I send out, I send out the call and yeah. I say, okay, it's like, it's like the prayer tree. I'm like, okay, are you, how are you feeling tonight? Do you feel like you can do that? And a lot of people, it's how they do their meditation. They like to say a prayer and help other people. Yeah. So that's how it works. And then I'll just send out the notice saying, okay, this is who we're praying for specifically this day, or someone's having surgery or, or someone's crossing over. Would you like to join in? This is what we're doing. And then I ask them to keep them in their prayers for that week or, you know, put them up on the board. I like to take up their name and put them on my board, my vision board. And I put like, I even have little wings there, you know, I'm nice. like, okay, chills. let's not, let, this is my little sticky note. Let's not, let's keep that angelic energy right there. Right. Exactly. Well, that's brilliant. So Lisa, I so appreciate you taking the time. I know you're very busy there uh, with the spa and then all the courses that you do and, and that, uh, that prayer group, fantastic. So if you're looking to join a prayer group and you just want to send some prayers out to, um, 
anybody individual, if you want to have a prayer done for a person that's maybe suffering, going through a problem, please give Lisa uh, a call, contact uh, her. And uh, again, thank you so much, Lisa. It's been, been an absolute pleasure. So I'm just absolutely. going to close off my show. So this has been the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpot. Thank you so much for joining me and goodbye for now.